dear friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Knights of Evening Star. I'm your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes. Oh, excuse me. Uh, welcome, I'm your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes. Uh, and joining me, I have a plethora of wonderful people, some of whom have dogs, you may have guessed. Uh, I am joined by my dear friends. We have Mika Burton, we have Nate Sharp, we have Anna Prosser, and Jonathan Indovino, aka Shady Penguin. Rough indeed. We also uh, have Rini, apparently. Rini is also here, just in the background, having a chit chat. Most like half hearted, like, <laughs> oh, there we go. There's somebody <laughs> at the door, and she's <laughs> really upset. There she goes. <laughs> just like, no, nope, not someone. having it. They didn't um, check with her, so she's really upset. How dare they? I know. Uh, how is everyone apart from Rini? We know how Rini's doing, but is everyone good? I'm, I'm a little self-conscious because I realized that I wave as you said Mika Burton and I'm very <laughs> concerned that people might think that I'm Mika Burton. Oh. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm, that would honestly, be a very interesting confusion of identities, I think. Yeah. I was the nameplate. <laughs> Nate's just like looking great. like, which one's the real Mika? Oh. Quick, say something only the real Mika would. Um, uh, uh, I am uh, a horse girl. Yeah, okay, that's it. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> No, the, um, uh, oh, fuck. It's like, yep, that's her. That's, that's her. her. Take the nice. shot. Nice. Uh, we've got an exciting uh, episode of Dungeons & Dragons to do. Uh, big old, big old stuff's happening today uh, in the depths of the Shadowfell. I've got a little recap. Uh, is there anything else I need to mention? I, I don't think so. I think we can just jump straight into it. We've got exciting stuff to happen today. I always Let's look at it. Anna when I say this, because, like, Anna's <laughs> actually a responsible adult, so... I, I give my permission for us to begin. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Anna. Uh, well, as we begin, I have a recap on what happened last week. It's a bit of a long one because some fun stuff happened last week. Um, as the party seek to complete their task within the Shadowfell and face off against the forces within Castle Braywinter, they came across a camp of forlorn celestials. With little response, the group explored further and came across more who had locked themselves in a barracks and appeared to be suffering from mental distress and delusions. Clive entered the barracks forcefully, prompting two of the angels to attack, causing significant harm to him and causing a little uh, impromptu battle with the party. After defeating the angels, however, they began to explore and head towards a central tower in the middle of the camp beneath a halo of flame. The tower was protected by a black shadowy barrier, and Agnes stepped forward to dispel it, whilst Azara and Tarkal released a small celestial creature called a Holyphant, who seemed to have been kept captive, but had managed to keep their wits about them. As Agnes dispelled the barrier, she looked inside the tower to see another angelic being surrounded by three twisted shadows. The Holyphant, in a panic at this revelation, teleported the group away, citing that Alaviel is too dangerous for them to face unprepared. Seeking respite, the Raven Queen offered to shield them from other beings whilst they rest in return for their help in dealing with Alaviel. And that, my friends, is where we begin after you all finish taking a long rest. And as part of that long rest, I had you make a bunch of wisdom saves of which everybody rolled very well, except Tarkle. And mm. yeah, Shady and I have had a little chat. So um, lovely, lovely times. Uh, and yeah, that is where we begin. You are currently in a kind of globe of, of dim light uh, that you had conjured around you by the Raven Queen herself. Um, 
after about eight hours, the globe just vanishes. It just kind of dissipates after you've completed your long rest, uh, leaving you in the dull gray kind of expanse of the shadow fell. There is a impossibly large graveyard nearby that seems to just stretch out rows and rows of uh, gravestones and mausoleums uh, stretch out seemingly for miles. uh, And that is where you currently stand. I hand it over to all of you, my dear friends. You also have Kiki the Hollyphant with you as well, uh, who you had rescued last time. What would you like to do? What is he doing? Stay here. <laughs> sure. I mean, we can we can convert a whole campaign into just being miserable in the Shadowfell if you like. No. Uh, Kiki is currently just kind of uh, her little wings uh, kind of keep her aloft. She doesn't really walk around on the ground. She just sort of hovers and flies around. Um, it just seems to be in a sort of uh, observing everything. Doesn't seem to have you know. Doesn't seem to be very dis- dispirited uh, from her current surroundings. Um, and is more just sort of waiting to see what the group of you do more than anything. Or if you have any requests for her, I think. Uh, she seems to be waiting on Yarl. Um, do we have rations on us? I don't know, do you? <laughs> Good yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay, um, sure. Then I think Azara would take out a little bit of, of the most organic vegetable-like ration possible and uh, mm-hmm. offer it to Kiki to see if she's hungry. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I don't actually um, need to really eat or anything because uh, I'm, I'm a celestial, so I'm fine. Oh, I don't oh, really need to I, eat. I just, that makes sense. And Azara will kind of put it back in her pouch. Thank you, though. That's very kind of you. Uh, she'll kind of look around to everyone and be like, are we ready to take on a terrifying celestial being then? Uh, Tarkal, you can see <clears throat> he's uh, visibly shaken, and he actually has his kiss of silver out, which normally he never does outside of combat, but he's like gripping it tight and just like looking around uh, at the group. And he looks back to the Hollyfint. You've killed us by bringing us here. Um, as well, I tried to explain to your friend, and she points at Clive. That I haven't, I haven't killed you. No, no, I just teleported you to another part of the Shadowfell. Well, well, do you know what part of the Shadowfell we are in? No, I so just you have killed us. We're not getting uh, out of here. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I just tried to get you away from Elavio because he was dangerous, and I didn't know where else to go, so I just kind away of away from an one area. danger and onto another. Darkle. There is no more fear and death. You ask if I'm ready to take on a frightening celestial being. I'm ready for a celestial being. But there's no more room for frightened. I say we kill and prove ourselves in this beautiful afterlife. Clive, you're an idiot. We're not dead yet. We will be soon. Uh, just because I'm dead doesn't mean you got to be rude, lad. You're not dead, Clive. We're just as good as it, though, so it doesn't matter. I reckon uh. the boy's sad. Let's come over, you, Tarkal. Reality? 
Wolf. We're not getting out of this place. Oh, he, he sounds he sounds like some of the angels. Do any of you know how to get to the portal from here? How are we getting back home? I, I can take you back to the camp, but that's the only place I know here, so I, I could take you back there. Well, the the Raven Queen was going to help us as well. I, I, nothing has changed. So and we, we know our way back home from camp, so I don't understand the panic. So yes, bring us, bring us back to camp where Laviel knows we're coming so we can die there. It matters not if we die in a graveyard or a tower. Kiki, the angels that <laughs> seem to be overcome with paranoia and dread, was there a <laughs> cure for this? Um, I mean, not that I know. Uh, or that the other ones did. I mean, maybe uh, we, I just thought it was this place. You know, the Shadowfell is so full of negative magic and emotions and then death and tragedy. It just kind of makes everyone sad because it's really gloomy here. Uh, Azara will kind of turn to Agnes. Well, he's your brother. Do you know how to cheer him up? Can I... Can I roll like an insight? Yeah, sure. To see if I yeah. know what's going on here. Absolutely, you can. This isn't like a deception or anything like this. You're just trying to get a bead on Tarkle's body language and stuff like that. Uh, insight. I roll 15. 15. I mean, it's obvious that there's definitely a quite dramatic change from the Tarkle that was, you know, before you guys took a rest here. Uh, but it's not, you know, he's still tarkled. You don't think that there's like mind control or anything at work. He he seems like he's just really afraid. He he, yeah, like this isn't. He he's just acting like he's genuinely terrified of this place, right? Like you know, tarkled uh, shady. Like you know, is there? You, I imagine that we see like him kind of like looking around and shaking a little bit and just having those kind of signs of being really afraid of somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's definitely physical. Um, what you can see. Like just yeah. the fact that he has his kiss of silver knife out. Also, yeah, it's very unlike him when he's mm. not in combat. I kind of like put my hand over his that's holding the dagger and kind of like try to push it down to his side and say, "Take some deep breaths. We're we're going to take action and we're going to get out of this. Focus on the task ahead." Tarkle will drop his dagger so mm -hmm. that it will appear in his other hand that's not pushed down, and he'll keep it close up to his chest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Azara, any uh, are we aware of any effects that the Shadowfell may have on elves similar to these Celestials? I have a fear it's on all organic beings the same. And he is starting to become affected by the darkness, which is why I'm hoping maybe some words of comfort a familial hug i'm i'm not good at this tarko what do you want to do right now doesn't matter what i want there's nothing there's no desire i can conjure there's no wish i can have granted we're i'm going to die here that's all it is we will be like clive well, 
I think we should move forward as quickly as possible. She kind of takes a meaningful look at Azara. Okay. Let's uh, let's move forward with the plan. Are you still up to fight, Tarkal? Fight or not, it, it will result in death, but uh, Tarkal will pull his hood over his head. Let's fight. Well, the sooner we get out of the Shadowfell, hopefully the sooner he will return to his right mind. So with that, Kiki, I guess, take us home. Okay. Um, okay, stay close. And you feel a sudden sort of rushing sensation that you felt before, like your body is pulled along by a string attached to your, your heart or your chest. Uh, the landscape around you blurs in a rush of gray and black. Uh, and then eventually... Um, you find yourselves and in fact actually i think that uh there is a little bit of error with teleportation let's see if we get uh, an error mm, interesting um you arrive not in the camp itself uh kiki's teleportation is perhaps a little ways off as where you arrive the opening still open where agnes had dispelled it but you actually arrive in the at the entrance to the tower uh you kind of arrive dead dead center because the tower is at the center of the camp uh kiki wanted to put you back where you found her and then she's gone you know a few extra feet uh in the other direction uh and yeah you feel yourselves kind of whoosh, kind of rush back you feel your body kind of solidify your feet touch uh what stone and you stand in what is really quite a beautiful area um a beautiful tower you see this kind of sparkling blue celestial stone that seems to glow and shimmer uh there are these large white platforms that seem to hover just ever so gently off the ground um on either side there is a large central kind of dais covered in these kind of celestial metals and gemstones uh however at the far end opposite where you have arrived uh you do see stood there a sort of you know nine foot tall blue skinned long black hair dressed in ornate robes celestial figure with these large feathered wings um surrounded by these three almost like shadowy versions of the same creature they seem twisted um and distorted their features longer pointier sharpen but they still seem to be the same person uh, and they all appear to be whispering in this figure's ears as you whoosh, arrive in um it is very <laughs> you see uh kiki kind of looks around and just lets out a uh, as she realizes where she's brought you um and the figure just turns and looks in your direction <laughs> <laughs> yep. does not bark um but yeah uh is there any kind of immediate action from you guys as you have arrived as this figure is about it looks like they're about to speak but we just to clarify we did have a long hmm. rest right you did, yeah. You took a okay. long rest, so everybody... Okay. Yeah, make sure you mark that on your character sheets. Make sure you get all your spell slots back, any abilities that come back on a long rest. Um, um And we did establish that we thought banishing this Celestial might be an option, right? Because me and Nazara had talked about that. No. Oh, no, we had to kill it. Okay. You can try whatever you would like to try. Well, the options um, were if we kill it, it leaves a moat. 
And then there was another option too, where it was like, we were thinking about banishing some of the lethargic angels before we encountered this. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So Um, killing it is the only way to get that moat. There wasn't another way that they were going to. I I don't believe that that was discussed, but certainly you know that you know if this if this figure is is sent back to the celestial plane, which is by being destroyed, they would leave behind a moat. Um, I mean, powerful celestial creatures like this can also create them uh, by choice. They could probably create it by choice if they wanted to, Uh, but this figure does not seem to be in a right frame of mind as they turn around you see these glowing blue eyes kind of narrow in your direction and we had learned Uh, that if we kill them in this plane they just are transported back to the celestial plane so Mm -hmm. uh there was that that was certainly azara's belief and and what was suggested kiki did hint that perhaps because they have you know if they've fallen if they've done uh misdeeds their souls may not go back uh you don't know Agnes doesn't remember that. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, Agnes, we'll just leave it Agnes at that Agnes wasn't listening very carefully to that okay. option. Sure. Uh, the figure just merely turns around. Ah, so you have returned. The intruders. My assassins. I'll try once to persuade him and be like, we're not assassins. We're here to talk and to help. Let's not resort to violence. What would we talk about, mortal? What else, what other reason would you be in this infernal place? You are dark disciples sent here to kill me. You see one of the shadows is very clearly whispering in his ear. You can't hear what the shadow's saying, but one of them is leaned in. And as he's speaking, you can, the shadow's almost, uh, you know, this is very Grimer worm tongue and, uh, and, uh, uh, Theoden kind of thing. You can get that impression that these shadows are influencing these thoughts and things like that. I want to just put that idea in the Celestial's head. I want to be like, you're not yourself. The voices in your head are not your own. Resist, and we will help uh, you. Sure, make a persuasion check for me. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Okay. You see one of the shadows. Can you roll a d6 for me, Anna? And uh, one to two is a one. It's a d3 roll. So one to two is one. one. Okay, so one. Uh, You see one of the shadows actually almost seems to flicker for a second when you kind of say this, when you when you reach out in a, as an envoy of peace, you do actually see one of the shadows almost flickers and winces. Um, the others then quickly, in a flurry of words, kind of seem to assault uh, this creature's mind, and he just kind of shakes his head. Enough! You have been sent to kill me, and I will not allow you a first strike. Uh, and you see him hold his hand out on a shining spear appears in his hand. Uh, and that is going to be where we roll initiative. But you do you do notice, Agnes, that that shadow did flicker and there was definitely some sort of effect from the diplomacy attempt. It's all about planting seeds. Just got to mm. plant those seeds, you know? So let's get some initiative rolls. 14. 14. Uh, sorry, Azar, I'm just, I've realized I've got too many things on the no, board. you're good. Rini, are you done barking? Mm-hmm. There we go. That's three. Uh, 14 for Azara. Tarkle. 
Nine. Nine. Very fitting, given your current state. Agnes. Fifteen. Fifteen. And Clive. Got me a nat 20. Oh, oh so is that is that 20 total or is that? That is, okay, so a really cool thing just happened where my mouse like isn't working. So um, <laughs> hold on a second. Um, I, I will, will I want to say my initiative's plus one. So 21. We'll say 21 for now. Um, that's actually still, you're going to be going first. So whether it's higher than 20 to one doesn't really matter. Hopefully you can get your mouse working because Clive... Uh, you are definitely going to react quickest uh, to this. You see that this figure, whatever, you know, Agnes speaking to this angel, this Alaviel, definitely had, you know, there's there's a moment pause, but then you see that kind of focus of battle, like this person is going to attack you. Um, uh, what would you like to do? I'm going to I'm gonna rage and I'm going to swing and I'm just okay. going to try and remember this off the top of my head, but I think it's, uh, I think it's plus eight to hit. Okay, so to give you an idea, uh, the the room is about this tower is about sixty foot uh, across on either side. So um, you are currently about doo -doo -doo, you're about forty feet away from the angel themselves. Um, so if you, I think you've got movement speed because you're a barbarian, right? Um, yes. I'm pretty sure they have increased movement speed. So you want me to I pull up your you character good. sheet for you? That would be dope. Got you, fam. As you desperately try and figure your out your walking mouse. speed is yeah. 45 feet. Okay. Hey, Nate, if you use DD Beyond, the character app on the on your phone now oh, has your yeah. character sheet as well. Oh yeah. It's never been easier. <laughs> Hold on. Well, I'm, well, I'm not sponsored on this on this episode for DD Beyond. <laughs> no, but it's never been I do easier. remember Sign all of the wonderful now. things. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh my gosh what a fantastic solution that i have accessed my character sheet on yeah okay so my so, yeah. movement speed yeah is 45 feet okay perfect so you have just enough to kind of rush up moving along this kind of central you move past this kind of celestial device in the middle of the tower um and you reach this this imposing figure because even to clive like clive's like what seven feet tall so you know like eight feet tall so this guy's actually taller than clive because he's like over nine feet so um well i ain't afraid okay well give me that attack roll then sir hate means nothing that's a 20 something hold on uh 25 25 to hit at uh, we hit oh also we didn't do your wild surge for your um barbarian rage okay. let's do that first and then we'll keep that 25 to hit okay let me see that is okay it's a two now I need to find it on here. Uh, rage. This was a really good time for things to just break. <laughs> I can also get it up as well. If yeah, it, it's a two. So whatever a two. I want to say that's the... the, the... Clive of the Wild Mane. Features and traits. Let's have a look here. Uh, wild Surge. A two, you teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Until your rage ends, you can use this effect again on each of your turn as a bonus action. So as a bonus action, you can teleport 30 feet. Oh, yeah, I can. Wow. Um, so yeah, you would have teleported forward and then finished off the movement, so easily uh... enough. And then, yeah, you swing your big morning star and it impacts against this, uh, this being. Sweet. So that is... On the A plus four, seven, so 11. 
11 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect. The Morningstar swings in. Uh, the figure tries to block it with a spear, but it does kind of impact into their side, knocking them uh, just back for a second. Um, well, I'm on. I'm on. Do it again. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Uh-oh. Uh oh. That's a whop. That's a strong twelve. Twelve does not hit. Uh, this time he manages to kind of lift up the spear and almost parry the Morning Star away. As I thought, you're here to kill me. Well, you will find that an Archon of Mount Celestia is not so an easy defeated opponent. Lord, those were several large words. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Anything else on your turn, Clive? No. Okay. Uh, initiative count 20, he is going to take his... In fact, actually, Clive, at the end of your turn, he's going to use one of his legendary actions uh and he's going to use this to make an attack against you and then cast a spell uh i just love that he's the one that summoned the spear and then he's like as i thought you're here to kill me you're like, okay. well sir? yeah that's that's <laughs> no, what happens when you're uh, not quite well, all with we're, it we're here to kill you're here to kill me i think there's a miss ah, we're uh, that is going to be a 28 to hit clive technically it does hit Yes, uh, as as suspected. And then that's going to be 10 piercing damage, so half because you're raging, so 5 piercing damage. And then uh, that's 7 radiant damage um, as the spear kind of strikes forward and like you feel this radiant energy burst off of it. And then he is going to cast a spell, and he's going to cast Command on Clive. And he oh. will just hold up a hand and say, uh, Grovel! And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh-oh. Oh no, I ain't that wise. Ugh. Okay, so it's it's an eight, but hold on. Don't <laughs> I do I have rage? No, I don't no the danger. Uh, <laughs> Desperately de- looking for advantage. <laughs> nope, that's a that's a deck saving throw. Um begin groveling. Yeah. Uh, okay. harm. Yes, so you fall you. prone. You basically, you almost feel like uh, this would happen technically on your turn, I believe. Um, yeah, it's at the start of your turn. So on your turn, the first thing you'll have to do is basically fall prone in front of this creature um, as it does so. Then after using a... Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to sort out our technical issues as well. Um after Clive, he strikes out at you, Clive, and he, he booms this word that reverberates off the stone walls. Uh, he lifts his hand, and the two platforms at the edges of uh, the chamber begin to rotate around. Um, you watch as they kind of... Uh, and they actually lift. One of them, they both lift about 20 feet up into the air. So these two platforms lift up, and then they rotate around, bringing with them a large uh, horse creature uh, with uh, a horn and pair of wings um, as it rises up. In fact, actually, it can move a bit closer. Um, And bringing it closer to Tarkle, Agnes, and Azara as this platform kind of rises up into the air and then rotates closer towards you um, as the lair action. Uh, And then the mount goes. Uh, the alicorn will dive down towards the nearest possible threat, which is Tarkle, and it is going to fly in a charge with its horn down towards you, Tarkle. Uh, you just hear, 
do not harm my lord in your mind as it charges down towards you. Uh, this is going to be a horn attack with a charge. Uh, that is going to be a 26 to hit Tarkle. Yeah, that just barely hits. That barely hits. So you're going to take seven points of piercing damage and then another, in fact, actually a little bit more because of the charge. Uh, that's going to be another 11 points. So that was 18 piercing damage total. As uh, this alicorn, she kind of charges down, kind of attempts to skewer you with her horn, and then will attempt to kick you with her hooves as well. But I, that is uh, only a nine. What? That oh, was only was a nine say, to hit. I was going to say, can I take? Can I do uncanny dodge for that attack? Yes, you can on that first attack. So you only take nine you. damage. Yes, yeah. uncanny dodge, that was your reaction. Yep. Nine damage on the first one. Um, and then the second attack misses you. She kind of kicks with her with her kind of attempts to trample you with her front hooves, and you manage to kind of roll out of the way, avoiding it. Um, and she does so. Uh, Agnes. I am going to cast Fairy Fire uh, on the to try to capture all of them in that group. Uh, so the the shadows and the angel. Yeah, because it's a 20-foot square, I believe. Okay. Yeah, 20-foot cube. So I'm going to try to... Just read out Fairy Fire for me, just because there's a... I, I want, I'm interested to know if it creates a certain type of effect. Each object in a 20-foot cube is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. I would say maybe with Agnes, it's orange. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Any creature in the area with when the spell is cast is also outlined in light. If it fails, a dexterity saving throw for the duration objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against an affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it, and the affected creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. So basically, mm. I'm trying to give everyone advantage against all of these. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. So I will make a saving throw for Elaviel, uh, because I'm going to assume you're going to try not to hit Clive in this. You're going to kind of target a point behind it. So Yeah, uh, like it basically, them. I don't know if I can draw this in roll 20. Uh, uh, draw shape. Or I can. Do. I'm going to, it's each, each um, square each is creature. five feet, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's a 20 foot cube, right? Yeah, so, so you can I'm easily hit like, them. Do, yes. do, 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 like that. Yeah. Easy. Easily done. Um, Look at that. There it is. That's cool. There it is. Uh, what was the DC on the saving throw? It's a dex saving throw, yes? Just double checking. Yes, Let's dex. Have magic resistance. And it's 16. 16. Uh, just fails it, in fact, actually. A 15 total. So a Laviel is outlined in this in this orange glow. The shadows, I'm not going to make saving throws for them. Um, they're not really creatures, but I would say that this is conjuring light, and you do see that they they kind of shy away from it. Now, it's only dim light, um, they kind of like you see the shadows almost wince for a second and then the dim light is almost engulfed by their own darkness but they definitely reacted to to light uh when it got close to them um but the the light of the fairy fire just isn't bright enough really to seem to take effect they kind of stretch out becoming larger and wider um but definitely yeah there was some sort of strange effect going on there with the shadows and and the light itself um do i from what I understand of my spell, do I think that they were affected in the way that gives people advantage at least? No, it was, it's almost like they're not really creatures. They're like, mm. they're something, but they're not creatures. But and the light, objects? maybe not even objects. Yeah, make a, make an insight check for me. 10. 10. It's something to do with the angel. Um, 
they're not creatures they're not objects it's very odd like they're connected to him in some way and they didn't like the light um again like like i said only dim light didn't seem to be strong enough to have a full effect but they didn't like it they winced at it they flinched in in uh, aversion to it okay. uh, when you conjured it uh, would Got you it. like to do anything else uh, such as move or anything like that well, I didn't have the forethought to say that I summoned my uh, wildfire spirit, so no. <laughs> I don't have okay. anything to do. Okay. Uh, so you don't want to move or anything? You want to stay where you currently are at the far edge? I'm pretty much better at range, so yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna move I guess here. I'll move like... I guess... Where would you like to move? I guess I'll... Oops, that's not the... No, you want to use the select tool. I can move you if you want. Thank you. Uh, no, I will just kind of move up to like okay. here. Sure, makes sense. Uh, you can manage to kind of skirt away from the alicorn uh, as you do so. Um, at the end of your turn, Agnes, the unicorn is going to take a legendary action and it sees uh, the angel now surrounded by this orange glow and you just hear this voice, Elaviel, be careful. And her horn glows and a kind of shimmering aura, uh, a shield uh, is conjured around the angel, giving him a bonus to his AC. Mm. Um, so the angel uh, protects the, the, uh, the, the alicorn protects the angel with some sort of shield. Uh, Azara, we go to. Um, question about Guiding Bolt. Yes. It is a flash of light. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a radiant flash of light. Yes. Um, and it also, it says it's a mystical dim light once it hits a target. Um, but would the flash, like if Azara noticed the light kind of affecting the shadows, say the flash hits the angel, would that kind of flash? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say. What? You can certainly try. I can certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you, so is, would you like to try and like cast the gun bolt on the shadow? Like one of the three no, shadows? No, 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 not the shadow. Oh, okay. Because I want, you want to try I want to hit the dude with the guiding bolt, but it is a flash of light. So I thought I assumed once it maybe once it strikes, it's like a, a it's like a bolt. It's like a bolt of light. Maybe you know, Rini's barking. She agrees with me. I'm uh, sure she does. <laughs> she says you better. You make can it look you can mark. try and find out. You can. All see. right, I'm gonna try and see. I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna cast guiding bolt at at the angel boy. Uh, what level? Fourth. Okay. That is a, what's 16 plus 6? 22? That is a 22. It does hit. I hate to tell you this, Mika. The angel, the radiant energy does not seem to affect the angel. They are immune to radiant damage. The shadows around it, the flash of the light, again, they react to it. But because it was on Elavial himself... Mm -hmm. They wince from it, but again, you don't see a more immediate effect, but they definitely, the radiant energy, there is a moment where the shadows try and stretch and they try and get uh, as far away from Elaviel as they can as the radiant energy comes near them. Okay. Um, they definitely uh, are, are very uh, averted to it uh, when it comes close. In Azara's travels, arcane knowledge, would she assume that these shadows are not targetable you can make a make an insight check for me just like uh, uh just like uh, agnes did 19 24 24 you don't think that these you think that based on everything that you've seen here in the shadow fell based on the way they're reacting to things the way that tarkle's been reacting you think that these are manifestations of mm. 
you know, Elavial's fear, the paranoia, the, you know, something like these, these shadows are manifestations of, of the madness that has taken grip. And you don't think they're creatures that they, that you think that spells can probably affect them, but it's going to depend on the type of spell and what you're trying to do here. But yeah, I'd say that you definitely get the impression that these things are, these things are directly tied to the, this, this madness that has taken this angel. Gotcha. Um, but that's going to be the end of your turn. Unless you'd like to move. You've got movement left. Yeah, I'm going to move. I'm going to move close to Agnes. Just kind of okay. getting away from this beautiful, mountable, <laughs> saddleable, bridleable alicorn. Sure. Who would look uh, lovely on the grounds of. Where would you like to move to? Um. Yeah, like on the on the crescent moon. You should be able to move or you like guys. Right there. Yeah, they're like inlaid into the floor. They're not like um ob- obstacles or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, as a point, you should go, you should be able to move your characters. If you can't, let me know oh, I and can. I will change it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, I actually think. Yep, I have. Uh, it's actually set to being Agnes, not Azara. There we go. Cool. Um, at the end of your turn, Azara, Laviel's going to take his other legendary action. And sensing, hmm, there's a few targets here that he is concerned about. Uh, sensing that uh, you pose, I think that Azara uh, would represent quite a threat, seeing this radiant energy, the shadows kind of quickly rush in, almost pointing your direction. He looks just like a, a mage. I know I cannot trust your kind. And he rips up a hand and these black spectral chains seem to emerge from the floor and rush up towards you. Can you give me a deck saving throw, please? I sure can. 19. 19. You just managed to kind of pull out of the way as all these black, almost animated, ghostly chains try to grab onto you and wrap you up. But you managed to like knock them aside or dodge out of the way of them, preventing them uh, from fully getting a grip on you. Um, that is his legendary action. Then Alaviel is going to go himself, and he is going to he is going to cast a spell, uh, and he's going to cast Spirit Guardians on himself. You watch as these kind of swirling, shadowy angels almost appear to fly and flitter around him in a distance of about fifteen feet. Um, when da, 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 when the creature enters the area for the first time, Clive, can you make a wisdom saving throw for me, please? I know what Let's class this man is. Here. A whopping five. Five. You are going to take some radiant damage, my friend, as these shadowy Yo. angels. Necrotic damage, in fact, actually. Ah. Uh. Uh. Mine. Radiant necrotic damage. <laughs> 13, just necrotic. I misspoke. Uh, as these shadowy angels kind of fly all around you, um, almost like a storm, like a, a whirling storm around this man, buffeting you and kind of knocking into you, draining your energy as they do so. Um, but that's a full action. He doesn't really do anything much. Oh, in fact, actually, no, he can do something else. Uh, as a bonus action, you watch as in a burst of light, he vanishes from his current location and appears astride his mount. He whoosh, appears atop his alicorn uh, creature, uh, his mount, in a flash of light. Now, Kalira, let us send these fiends back to where they belong. Uh, and that is what he does. The shadows also come with him. 
Uh, we then go to Tarkal. Uh, I think Tarkal, having been kicked by a horse, uh, well, not, dodged the kick of a horse, and uh, <laughs> then seen this radiant angel demon. Just up here. Uh, I'm going, he would just instinctively just throw his dagger at the person that just appeared. Sure. Um, do I still have advantage from Agnes's effect? Right? She gave all of us advantage. You do, in fact, yes. Only against um, Elaviel, only against yeah. the angel. That's uh, I, think, she... I think when he appeared, he would just toss it right towards him. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what I roll. I rolled a two plus eight. So we'll see. Advantage says that I rolled a 12 plus eight. So dirty 20. So that you can see that that, uh, in fact, actually that would still hit. His AC is 18 plus the two from the shimmering shield. So you see that shield that the, the, the alicorn is kind of projecting around her master. The dagger just manages to kind of burst through the protective energy and strike into him. Um, so you have sneak attack on this. Maybe that'll actually go over to roll 20. It did. So, so 19, 19, total. 19 total. So the dagger kind of, uh, uh, and you kind of like hear him grunt in pain. Um, Fiends, devils, enemies. You will not take me like you took Zariel. And you kind of like hear him muttering to himself as the, the dagger kind of snaps back into your hand. Um, I also, I also remember um, I have that enhancement that hasn't been working in this you know the extra three points it of didn't damage. work on certain creatures but uh it is how much damage is it uh i think it's my proficiency i can't find it fate ancestry no darkness i think it uh, is i i think i think it's four damage yep four damage so you see the brooch does glow green once more and when the dagger hits there is this kind of green mist that kind of burns off the blade <laughs> poison an assassin's weapon Okay, that's the most I've heard about it. Um, and then I will... Uh, <laughs> it is indeed uh, the first time you've heard somebody actually kind of... Yeah, confirm what it is. It, so you can know from now on it is poison damage uh, mm -hmm. that the that effect does. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm looking... Tarkle's looking around for a place to hide. Is there anything in this room or is it just a, it's just a giant open room? It's a big giant open room. Uh, there is these kind of floating platforms. You could try and get underneath them, but that's only, you're not sure if that's really going to be a place to hide. There is also this kind of uh, central dais, um, which maybe if you could get onto the other side of it, you could use to hide, but it's going to be pretty difficult. This is a big open space. Okay. I think then I would just bonus action disengage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Now, can I go here? Uh, you can clamber on it. top of it. You can clamber on top of this like dais thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think like if if it's possible, like I'm trying to be on the the back side of the square, like mm -hmm. even if I'm either I'm hanging off of it or I'm just trying yeah. to hide behind it. Yeah, you're kind of like it's it's maybe about sort of like uh sort of waist high. So you can either okay. so you can either slide on the ground and try and like get underneath it, or you could jump up on top of it and then hop to the other side maybe next turn or something. Okay. Yeah, I'll just do that. Um, cool. Okay. Uh I didn't I need to put a mini down for her. Um I actually need one for Kiki. Aww. Uh oh, yeah. I don't have a Hollyfant uh mini, so ready to go. So she's gonna be a cat. Um <laughs> and uh, uh the, they will literally just fly their distance forward um trying to get away uh they can fly 120 feet wow they fly straight to clive um because they saw that clive took some some damage and they're going to cast cure wounds on clive clive you get lovely uh 12 hit points back in fact 
Wow. Oh, Miss, Mr. Clive, you, 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 let me help. And she kind of blows with her trunk and you feel this kind of healing energy rain over you uh, as you are healed uh, temporarily, uh, ah, briefly. The healing, it reminds me of when I was once of the living. <laughs> she just cries. Uh, Clive, it's your go. The, the first thing you have to do is obey the command. So you just feel yourself drop to your knees and you go prone. Um, okay. Then the effect ends. You literally are like, you drop prone, it's your turn. Okay. So with me being prone, does that mean I have to take an action to like get up? It's half movement to stand up. So you would spend, because you can go 45, I'd say you'd go 20, spend 20 foot of movement to stand up. Okay. Instead of, how how far? Because he, he transported to his he, feet. He flew away, yeah. So he is currently 30 feet away. Cool. So apparently I can teleport right now. So I'm just... From That's prone, true gonna... as a bonus action. Yep. I'm going to teleport just on top of him. Would you... So I, I was going to ask, right? So he's mm-hmm. currently um, down on the ground where yep. the, the, the steed was attacking Tarkal. There's one of these platforms that's floating 20 feet above him. You mm-hmm. can teleport up onto that platform and then drop off to attack him on the way down if you wanted. No, I'm, I, want, I want to just get on top of him. Just like appear on top of him, basically. Okay, cool. Uh, so you watch as Clive uh, bamps forward to 20 foot and then you can use the rest of your movement to kind of get that last uh, 10 feet of distance. Um, yeah, you, 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 he's oh, mounted. Oh, the teleport is only 20 feet? It's only 20 feet, I believe. Ah, okay. Well then... No, nope, I... 30 feet. I'm a liar. <laughs> it's ah. 30 feet. You just teleport straight next to him. All right. But I, I want to literally right on top, like above him, like yeah. try to just like grab his face and just not ah. let him are you trying to grapple him, or do you want to just make a normal attack against him? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to grapple. I'm gonna. Miss okay. Him. All right. Well, give yourself make a strength athletics check with advantage because you're raging, yeah. uh, and then I will have, uh, I will have a Laviel do the same. Okay. Ooh. Oh. So that would be a twenty-five. 25 uh i rolled a three uh so yeah you managed to get like one big hairy kind of arm around his neck uh you kind of grab him he's like no one makes no one makes clive formerly of the wild main grovel not even Uh, i do need you clive because you entered and tackle if you could do this for me as well i forgot about the spirit uh the spirit guardians could you both make wisdom saving throws for me please because as soon as you appear in his area all these shadowy angels are kind of flittering around you oh and i need to make one oh because they came near me you started in the area yeah when you started your turn 16 and then tackle and it's what kind of saving throw uh wisdom saving throw please okay come on uh, oh, I rolled a nine and a six, so the six sticks, and that is a, a five. I'm you are wise. both going to take seven radiant damage um, just from these kind of shadowy angels, and then Taco, you ran away, and then Clive, that's as you enter the area around him. Um, but yeah, and then you managed to yeah get an arm around him. Uh, he is now grappled. Um, ha! I got him! <laughs> and would you like to do anything else? Um, I'm, I mean, that's about it. So I'm, I'm like specifically, you can make another attack. So making a grapple is like one of your attacks, but because you have extra attack, you could like swing the mace in as well and get a, get a hit in as well. Sure. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I would like to attack recklessly. Oh, okay. 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 High risk, high content. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so the first one is a 20-something, a 22 to hit. But let's see. Mm -hmm. Grits, it does not. Okay, well, the 22 still hits. It kind of penetrates this this shimmering barrier that the the Alicorn created around the angel. And yeah, you feel the mace connect. I mean, I have 14 damage. 14 points of damage. Uh, a strong blow that connects with the creature. And yeah, it's just, ah! You kind of hear him grunt as you now have him kind of grappled one arm around him. Um, anything else, Clive? No, that would be enough for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, he has got his legendary actions back. Do I want to use them? Uh, it's yeah. not worth it. Don't fact, do it. I will, because Clive no. is... Clive is being something of a pest right now. So I'm going to use uh, one of his legendary actions, Coordinated Assault. He's going to make an attack against you, and then the Alicorn is going to make an attack against you. So he's going to attack you with his spear. Even though you got grappled, he kind of uh, kind of shoves it behind him. Whoop. Um, that is going to be a 17 to hit. Mm -hmm. So you're going to take uh, 9 piercing damage, halved to 4 because you're raging. So four piercing damage and then six radiant damage um, as he kind of <clears throat> stabs backwards with his spear, just kind of catching you. And then uh, his mount is also going to try and attack you with her hooves. Uh, and that is a natural one. That's an eight to hit. Um, so you managed to kind of like shrug off the, the, the kind of back hooves as he kind of like shoves you to the side and then stabs you with a spear and the horse kind of kicks you for a moment. Um, but that is ineffective against you. Uh, then at initiative count 20 as a lair action, all of you who are in the center of the tower, that pedestal that Tarkle is currently stood astride um, that is in the center, you watch as it begins to glow blue. And I need you all uh, to, I've got to find all my lair actions now. Uh, where is it? Da, 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 da. Uh, this is a strength saving throw, I believe. Yes. Oh. Can you... Uh, so Azara, Agnes, Tarkle, and uh, Kiki all make a strength saving throw. 11. 11? Uh, oh, five. Five? 13. 13. Uh, you don't take any damage, but there is like a pulse of energy and you are all thrown back. Uh, let me just check. You are thrown back 10 feet and knocked prone. So uh, Agnes, Azara... I guess Tark would be sort of blown this way. And yes, you are all knocked prone. So it's half movement to stand up as this pulse kind of from the center of the tower and kind of sends you skidding all across the stone um, onto the polished uh, starry kind of material that forms the base of the tower. Uh, after the lair action, the unicorn will go. Uh, the unicorn will cast Dispel Magic on the Fairy Fire. So, Agnes, your orange glow around the Laviel dissipates as the unicorn dispels it with a nod of her horn and a burst of magical light, uh, and the Fairy Fire is dispelled. But that is her whole turn. Um, she can't really move because Clive is there, so that is going to be it. We go to Agnes. Agnes is knocked prone, you know, so I imagine that she kind of like grits her teeth and growls and she mm -hmm. jams her fingers into the, I mean, it's marble, so she can't really jam her fingers into the ground, but it looks like she does because there's like yeah, sparks kind of coming out of them grabbing, <sighs> yeah. and she just like, there's these fiery tendrils that snake along underneath the surface of the marble 
And then these giant antlers emerge from the marble and an elk made of fire sets its hooves on the ground and pulls itself out right in front of the alicorn and makes Very a big cool. fiery elk noise. Like, you know, however elk sound, that weird sound they make. Um, and a bestial spirit that looks like an elk is summoned at the fourth level. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I love the description of that as well. Super cool. They do just scream, don't they? Yeah, Elks they just like, go. Aah! Yeah, <laughs> it's a really <laughs> weird noise. But it, it's intimidating in this case. Believe yeah, me. I mean, if a fire elk screamed at me, I'd be yeah. scared. Yeah, and it's big and it's mad at the alicorn. So Ooh, it's big. Uh, it's... How big is it? Is it large or is it medium size? It's technically small. Oh, it's technically small. Okay, well, we'll make it medium sized. <laughs> uh, and it appears where? Sorry, um, in I front got of the alicorn. Like, okay, so right in front alicorn. of it. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so you watch as this thing rises up. I will give you control over this as well. Um... And it has. Um... If I'm interpreting this correctly, it has allies within five feet, right? It does, because Clive is there. Yeah. So it gets two attacks, because I cast okay. this at fourth, le fourth level, and it gets um, pack tactics, so it gets advantage, advantage. on yep. attack rolls. And it's going to try to maul twice with its giant antlers of fire. Are you going for the angel himself, or are you going for the alicorn? The alicorn. Okay. Great. And it's got to get dice. <laughs> I need more for this. Okay. Uh, so the spell attack modifier to hit. Yep. So it's your normal spell attack modifier. All right. So that's going to be uh, 16 to hit on the first that one. It hits the alicorn. Yeah. The alicorn is much easier to hit. doesn't have the protective shield. doesn't wear armor. Um it does have some armor, actually, kind of like little pieces of barding, but not much. So the elk manages to kind of knock it with its horns, its fiery horns. And it does 16 piercing damage. Oh, heavy blow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, you see the, the alicorn kind of reel back from this, from this blow. And it goes again, this time with a, oh no, a 11 to hit. Was that with advantage? Because of the pack Oh tactics? no, I forgot about advantage. There you go. That will be much better. That's a 26 to hit. That does hit. And that will be 2 plus 8, so 10 more piercing damage. 10 more piercing damage. Both blows kind of... As the alicorn and the, the antler butt heads and the horns and, and the, you know, just kind of blazing against each other as the flames and the light of the unicorn uh, kind of smash against each other in this duel of beasts. Cool. Um, anything else, uh, Agnes? No, because the... Um... The elk shares my initiative order, but right. it, it goes my after action you, to basically. summon it. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Uh, well, at the end of your turn, Agnes, I think the uh, blah, 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 the unicorn uh, is going to the alicorn. I should say uh, is going to kind of sense, and you hear its voice, just like Elaviel. No, you must not fall. Uh, and it is going to use its heal other legendary action to heal its rider uh, for. Not very much at the moment. Uh, 4, 13, uh, 17 hit points. Wowee. Um, but you watch as the, the alicorn surges like golden light up into, uh, into its rider. 
um the shadows you know sensing this conflict you can see the shadows all kind of curled around the laviel uh kind of almost like lifting his arms up as he strikes you and things like that they they are uh gleeful in this in this battle that is being uh, fought um as they do so azara now but that is all of the unicorns uh legendary actions by the way to use that heal other ability so it gets no more legendary actions mr df yes i have a proposal <laughs> uh mind thrust yes uh i thrust a lance of psychic disruption into the mind of one creature i can see within range technically two because i'm going to cast it at the fourth level would a disrupted mind possibly falter these shadows because read the spell what, what's the does the spell have like a cool description like you prey on the fears and doubts of the target <laughs> and says, drive a psychic <laughs> spike it says you thrust a lance of psychic disruption into the mind of one creature you see within range the target must make an intelligence saving throw on a failed save the target takes 3d6 psychic damage it can't take a reaction until the end of its turn moreover on its next turn it must choose whether it gets to move an action or a bonus action it only gets one of the three okay Sure. I mean, you you can certainly try it. Cool. We'll see what happens. I'm going to quicken the spell, just in case. Um, Got to take off those sorcery points. Okay, quicken the spell, and I'm going to cast Mind Spike, which is just dope. Or Mind Thrust, I'm sorry. At the fourth level. Yeah, I am, Rini. Yeah, it's at the fourth level. Okay. Um, so that's a intelligence saving throw. Intelligence saving throw. On both of them, because it's at the fourth level. Uh, so you can target two creatures. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, on Elavio, uh, that is going to be not very high. It's only a 15. Ah, that makes it, though. Okay. He's still uh, and... gonna, he still gets spiked, and he takes psychic damage, though. But it just, just doesn't get all the other effects, basically. It takes half damage, I'm assuming. It takes half damage. Yeah. But he still gets his mind spike. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Alicorn is only an 11, uh, 12, sorry. Cool. So that's uh, 3d6. So that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So that's eleven points of psychic damage. So that's eleven to the. So it's only one damage roll, and then we half it for Lavio. Yeah. So uh, eleven to the Alicorn, and then five to uh, Thingy. Uh, on a failed save, you always know the target's location. Blah blah. blah, blah the spell ends. Uh, oh wait, is Mind Spike a different spell? Uh, mind Thrust. Sorry, mind Thrust. Mind Thrust. Do you want to check the? Do do do. Oh, why is that spell not coming up? No, it's weird. It's just uh, it's not coming up in my D and D Beyond. Oh well. Um, so just to check, so the Here, the effect gonna, is only on a success, on. right? The effect is only on a success. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. On a failed yeah. save, the creature takes this and more over. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the alicorn. Um, you see her kind of stunned, and her mind seems to uh almost react, but Alaviel the mind is so erratic and these these shadows you almost feel like there are these three four different thoughts going on in his mind at one time and and the spell just doesn't quite manage to drive a wedge and cause any disruption um but the the alicorn for sure uh seems to be disrupted and at that uh Alaviel will uh Wait. become oh, I oh that was your bonus spell. action that's yeah. true you have still have an action and a move still do have an action um so i am going to Fire bolt, why not, Elavio? Because I okay. don't want to make any more checks. <laughs> uh, that is a 16 plus 7. That will hit. That will hit. Cool. That's 2d10. It's 23. 
Du, du, du. That's a d10. Ah, three points of damage. Wow. That Wait, is... no, that's a seven, not a one. Nine points of damage. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you watch as the, the flame kind like of the uh, launches out of your hand, striking a lava. You see, uh, uh, it's, you know, the, the blue robes and pieces, some of his feathers get scorched and burnt by the flame. Uh, would you like to move, Azara? Where am I? Uh, I, uh, might as well are... get, I might as well get up. Yes, you are currently still prone. You did all of that from the floor. So, um, so you can spend half movement to stand up. Uh, and then you are currently on like the outer ring of this tower, this blue celestial stone. So this is 5, 10, 15 feet, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Cool. I want to be next to Tarkal so he gets friend help. Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, cool, cool, cool. At the end of your turn, Alaviel is going to take a legendary action, uh, and he is going to make a spear attack, and he is going to cast a spell. Uh, this is going to go into... Mm, probably Clive is a bigger threat than the elk at the moment. The elk's a summoned creature, and he would know that. So he's going to attack old Clive. Uh, that is only, however, a 12 to hit Clive. So you ah. feel this kind of like radiant spear of blazing light kind of come down. But then he reaches out a hand, and he is going to actually cast on a Zaragnus. Zaragnus. Um... I think he would probably target Azara because of the mind thrust against his mount. Uh, a gray, a, a ray of sickening greenish energy uh, is going to come towards you, Azara. Uh, and that is going to be a not too high. That is going to be a 14 to hit. That's just my armor clan. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Uh, can you make a constitution saving throw for me as well, please? I'm so good at those, I can. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You take two poison damage because I rolled like like garbage. Um, and yeah, you feel this kind of ray of energy trying to sicken you and poison you, uh, but you manage to kind of shrug it off. Um, Not to a dragon, you crusty bitch. <laughs> uh, that was his legendary action. On his action, uh, he will... Ooh, Tarkal is next to a friend. Uh, he will cast a spell. Uh, Tarkal. Uh, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that is a zero. So that's a zero. A zero. Yep. A uh, minus one. You feel you all wisdom, of those. Right? Uh, this was intelligence. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a five then. Oh, five. A five. So a much zero. better. Yeah. Um, all of those fears and doubts, uh, the things that you're worried about, this kind of constant sense of death in this place, it begins to get into your mind and you start seeing shadows of enemies that aren't there and everything else. You are currently affected by the enemies abound spell. So what this means is you lose the ability to distinguish friend from foe regarding all creatures it can see as enemies until the spell ends. Uh, each time you take damage, you can repeat the saving throw. Um, whenever you choose a target, you must choose the target at random from among the creatures you can see within range of the attack spell or other ability. If an enemy provokes an opportunity attack from you, you must take that attack if possible. So if Azara moves away from you, for example, you would need to take that cut. Uh, you get to remake that same throw on a save. But yeah, you're just <sighs> looking around as like all of your friends and allies become uh, these shadowy enemies. Uh, and you're I not think sure literally who you everything is in range with me, though. 
Because my kids is. are still over 60 feet. So it how, is. Many creatures, so, how many creatures are my targets? My three So we've got uh so we've got Hollyfent, Azara, Agnes, Clive, the Elk, uh the Angel, and the Alicorn. So you could roll a D8 and just ignore an eight and or like re-roll on an eight. Uh, and it is your and yeah, it's your turn. All right, so really quick, I want to make a list in Discord so we know that we're good. Uh, Clive, Agnes, Azara. <laughs> you said Moose is one? Elk is one? Uh, Elk is one. Hollyfant is one. Yep. Uh, uh, Clive, obviously. Angel and Alicorn. Yes. One, two, three. So it should be seven. seven. Okay, yep. boom. There's my seven, one through seven. I rolled a five, which is going to be the Elk. No! Okay, the summoned elk. Uh, so you see this beast of flame and shadow. Uh, it's gonna kill you. <laughs> uh, I rolled an eighteen plus eight, twenty-six. Twenty-six. Nice. You don't get sneak attack because you don't have any allies, so oh, wow. it's just a normal Aww. attack. Oh, but that's great though. Like for it's a good thing friends. it stops him. Like yeah. I, and I roll a one, so it's five damage. <laughs> so there you go, Agnes. Five damage to the elk. As you see your brother just like <gasps> throw his knife. Um, and you still have move action. Move and bonus actions are as normal, Tarkle. So. Um, I think that Tarkle would just want to get away from a- a- all the enemies. So he's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. This seems like kind of... Uh, they'd be this one's The different. furthest away. Like the furthest. Yeah. There's still the Hollyfent, but that's definitely the smallest creature on the board. So yeah. Least, but maybe least maybe, it's maybe, maybe it's a trick. Maybe it's a trick. Maybe it's really giant. the most powerful. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, my whole turn. Okay, uh, the very last one to go, and then we're gonna take a quick break after this. Oh, elk, uh, I'm sorry. Elk has to take four poison damage if it's effective. On four it. poison damage. There you go. Uh, if it takes poison damage, if it's not immune. Um, bum, 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 bum. Uh, little Kiki, the Hollyfant. Uh, will, sensing that something is wrong with Tarkle, uh, but not really able to do much about it, will kind of fly over towards Azara, and she is going to cast Bless on Agnes, Azara, and Clive. So you all have an extra D4 to attack rolls, uh, ability checks, and saving throws. I think something's wrong with your friend! (laughs) She points at Tarkle, who's like, he looks like a wild man, (laughs) looking around. Um, And with that... We're going to take a very quick five-minute break. Let people just take a quick bio break. uh, And then we're going to come back and continue this epic battle against uh, this shadowy angel. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break.
Everyone's just had their little bio. We are back. Um, we're going to jump in at the top of this round, um, this round three, I believe, with Clive of the Wild Main. And Clive, you are starting in the Spirit Guardians. Before anything, I need a wisdom saving throw from you, please, my friend. And, and I can go to my D&D Beyond tab now that my <laughs> mouse is working. <laughs> Some gaming company, send this man a cool RGB mouse. Hold on, I have to open up characters. Hold on a second. Hold on here. It's Quick, never been again. easier. It's never been easier with D and D Beyond. Okay, Someone send this man new peripherals. Okay. What what is what what am I doing? Wisdom saving throw, please, my friend. Boom. Sixteen. Sixteen. You're gonna take some radiant damage, I'm afraid. Seven. Why uh, roll? Fifteen radiant damage as these shadowy uh things. Also, I've been really bad. I keep forgetting to make concentration checks for the angel. I will do so uh, for some of the last damage. To be honest, I'm pretty sure he's going to ace all of these, yeah. Um, but yeah, the shadowy spirits just kind of buffeting you as you as you uh, are within fighting distance of this angel. Um, what would you like to do, Clive? It is now over to you. I still, I'm still on, on the horse with him, holding him. Yeah, it's like you're kind of like the horse is kind of on the ground. So you dropped in from above, you grabbed him, but you've got your feet on the ground as well. You're kind yeah. of, uh, you know, grabbed him from below at this point. But yeah, he can't move. He is grappled by you um, and he's not attempted to break free. He's just been hitting you and casting spells and things like that. So... Was Clive blessed? Uh, Clive was blessed. Oh, yes. yeah. Does he get an extra D4? He does, yeah. I'm going to do that. So 16 plus four. Okay, in that case, half that damage to, what was it, 15? So you take mm -hmm. seven radiant damage instead. Ha-ha, thank you. Got your back, hit, fam. Hit back. Thank oh, you. Nice. Well remembered. Also, to mess with him now, if he's grappled, I'm going to daunting roar in his ear. <laughs> okay. So that is a wisdom 16. Okay. 
This is an interesting one. So you let out this bellowing roar, Clive, and it frightens the target, right? They become frightened of you. Mm-hmm. So you see uh, the angel kind of turns and his expression changes to one of panic and fear as he looks at you. Everybody except Clive, you see one of the shadows seems to grow in size. Uh, can you roll a D6 for me, please, Nate, and tell me what you get? Uh, that's a four. So that's a two on a D3. Uh, so yeah, one of the one of the shadows oops, um, seems to just swell in size as you see the fear overtake uh, this angel and he just stares at you in absolute terror. Um, but one of the, the shadows seems to almost, you know, grin as it, it swells in size. Um, anything else, Clive? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I still need to whack him. Okay. We'll I roar in his ear and I'm just like, you're about to join me in the land of the dead, lad. <sighs> wait, do I get advantage? Oh, wait. Uh, so Only if I the... say I attack recklessly. If you attack recklessly, then you okay. do, yeah. Well, the first one's an 18. The other thing I'm going to say to you, Clive, is you may... Okay, no, it's all right. That only affects them. Okay, perfect. Sorry, carry on. Okay, so first hit is an 18. That would normally hit, but the shield that the unicorn conjured... Um, oh, in fact, she didn't do that. So, no, it does hit. So, yes, ah, you do hit. Sweet. Damage time. Boop. That would be uh, nine. Nine points. <sighs> Morningstar cracks into his armor, the, the breastplate he seems to be wearing. And then I'm going to swing again. I like that I have him grappled and I'm, I'm assuming I'm just kind of like beating him over the head. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like beating him in the head or like you've got like his arm grabbed and you're just like swinging the mace in, like preventing him from getting away. Grapple doesn't like stop him fighting or you fighting. It's just like you've stopped him moving, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm just stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, that is a 24. Uh, 24 will hit, yes. Whoop. Yeah. Uh, another six damage. Another six points of damage. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. Um, okay. Uh, anything else, Clive, on your turn? Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. Uh, then after you, Elavil's going to take his legendary action to cast a spell and to uh, attack. Uh, he's going to attack you, Clive, being the only real target that he has. Uh, afraid of me. He is, he gets disadvantaged to attack you. Um, he can't move closer to you, but he also is grappled, so he can't move away. So he just has disadvantage. The disadvantage was a natural one. So he misses hey. uh, with his attack uh, as he tries to like desperately, almost panicked uh, stab at you. Um, but he can still cast a spell as part of this legendary action. And I need you, Clive of the Wildmane, to yeah. make a wisdom saving throw. Your favorite. 16. 16 uh you are going to take some psychic damage here as the shadows and you hear the angel kind of whispering under his breath oh, I'm um and as these whispers reach your mind they cause pain 11 psychic damage and you must immediately use your reaction to move your speed away from the angel man which is going to cause you to ungrapple him 
Um, so so we, as a like, reaction, afraid of each other now. <laughs> well, yours is just like yours is like a temporary thing. Like you, you use your reaction to move away, and then the whispers fade from your mind, and your your mind clears. Um, but yeah, this kind of causes you to kind of almost in a burst, like you know something's driving you away from him. Uh, so you're going to move forty-five like, feet away. I imagine I like let go, and we both fall, and we're just like looking <gasps> at each other, like scooting back. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, no. You no, can no. choose the direction, by the way. So you just got to move forty-five feet away from the angel man. Okay, I will move towards uh, my my comrades. Sure, your buddy Tarkle, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um. As far as I'm concerned, that's that's a that's my comrade. He's on my side. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, where would you like Did to go? I so come, just... lad? <laughs> just want to move straight up next to Taco. I think that's. Uh, yep. Might have to move you a bit further. Uh, you're going to have to go much further back, unfortunately, because your speed is 45. So mm -hmm. you almost run to the back. You run past Tarkle, um, almost kind of like scooting around him, um, almost to the back of the room, like trying to get away from this guy. Um... Okay, well, then I pass him. Okay, if you pass him, Shady, uh, that's an I opportunity to... attack. I have to take it, right? Yeah. Somewhere yeah, you do. Good old Nate. Nate's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know what yep. I'm doing here. Yep. Uh, fourteen, six plus eight. No. There you go. So you can <gasps> strike at him. Uh, yeah, Clive Tarkle takes a swing at you as you run past. Oh, that one. <laughs> You're going to kill me. That's not how this works. Uh, and then these whispers kind of fade from your mind, Clive, and then the spell ends. You, you're not afraid of him or anything like that. You just had to rush away from him. Um, after the legendary action, the lair action uh, is this time, anybody who is stood on the blue celestial stone, except for the angel on its mount. So this is currently Clive, Agnes, uh, and that's it. I need you guys to make a constitution saving throw as this blazing light seems to erupt from the floor itself, uh, kind of coalescing as the angel once again lifts his hand up. Divine light, protect me! As this we can light... still, can we add our d4 to that? that you can, have? it's a saving throw, yeah. So you still have bless, so you get a d4. Nice, that might save me. 14. 14, okay. Clive? 26. Okay, Clive, you don't take anything. Um, Agnes, the searing light still manages to affect you. That's six radiant damage, and you have dis and you have disadvantage on the first attack roll you make before the end of your next turn. Um, obviously, if it doesn't need an attack roll, it's not affected. But it's like your your eyesight is all like spotty and, and mm -hmm. blinded as like this bright light kind of flashes in your mind. Um, that's the lair action, the unicorn mount. Uh, the unicorn mount will. Mm -hmm. Uh oh, that is not a fear effect. It can't do that. Uh let's see here. Ooh, does not like this um elk, but it knows that uh, it is being commanded by something else. Uh from her horn, she's gonna project a guiding bolt towards Agnes. Um, and that is gonna be a miss. I cannot roll dice today. Uh that was a 10 to hit as this beam of energy shoots forth from her horn and just strikes behind you, Agnes. Um, splashing against the stone. Agnes, your go. I'm going to... I keep going back and forth. I'm going to summon my wildfire spirit. That's okay. what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my action okay. to do that. So I'm going to say, Candor! And summon 
summon the little dude sure and then the elk will continue its rage versus the alicorn cool where do you want candle to appear by the way Good question. Because does I it would... do a thing when it appears? Um, when he appears, does oh, he do damage? Right. You're so smart. Thank you for saving me. Um, and what's the range? Range is 60. Nope. Range is... It doesn't say on here. Like how far you can summon it away? Okay. We'll figure it out. I, I, I love D&D Beyond, but it's Wildfire Spirit stat block consistently like i have to go look it up somewhere. it might be in your features rather than on the actual stat block let's have a look uh druid circle of wildfire i should just some wildfire spirit the uh the spirit appears in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you so it's actually in the feature not in the stat block of the creature itself each creature within 10 feet of the spirit other than you when it appears must succeed on a deck saving throw or takes 2d6 fire damage uh so within 30 feet um you can get it as, i'm assuming you would want it as close to the enemies as possible yeah but like not by the elk like by the butt of the alicorn uh the, this is you, you the range of the spell you could move first if you like and yeah. then summon it okay so you could move uh, i'm gonna move kind of over let's see how far one two three four five six i'll move over here move more towards the central dais and the central platform off of this like sparkling blue stone yeah uh, but and then, kind yeah, of like almost candle. a little bit around like oh i keep thinking that this is that's just the floor never mind yes over here okay uh um, and then i can say uh from the fire spirit uh Alarmville passes the save but the alicorn fails so uh 2d6 fire damage to the alicorn great and then candor's over there and then the elk will go uh just roll the 2d6 fire damage for me oh sorry Eight. Eight points of fire damage uh, to the alicorn. And then, yeah, go ahead with the elk, the fiery elk. First attack is... Twenty-seven to and hit. And are you attacking, are you attacking uh, the alicorn again? Okay, yeah, that is easily a hit. Uh, it kind of slams into it as Candor erupts in flame behind it, causing the alicorn to kind of whinny and turn around. The elk strides forward and smashes its antlers into the into the alicorn's uh, neck. And that will do 11 piercing damage. Okay, 11 piercing damage. And the uh, second... <laughs> you just hear the, the alicorn kind of like, Ah, Elaviel, help! Nat 20. Well, what does the what's the normal damage on the elk then? One d eight plus four plus the spell's level, which is four. So it's one d eight plus eight, so it's sixteen plus another d eight, which is one. <laughs> so seventeen points. Um, you watch as uh, in a moment of distraction, as the alicorn seems to rear its head up and and, and ask its master for help. Uh, the elk just brings this flaming hoof and you just hear something crack and snap the alicorn looks to nearly collapse like she kind of buckles to one one leg um and, and seems to reel with the blow blood pouring out of like her ears and and things like that desperately injured desperately desperately injured but still standing just just barely 
just bet. for the record the command i gave the elk was to incapacitate like knock unconscious not kill knock unconscious okay yeah sure because i like azara think that an alicorn should definitely be at least talked to before destroyed okay nice all right okay um anything else on your turn agnes i think that's at the end isn't it your elk goes so yeah i'm done uh in that case uh at the end of your turn oh actually if i summoned candor can i can candor go yeah you should technically have candor go before the elk but we can just do it now it's fine it doesn't Whoops. matter um i'll just do a little a little flame seed on on um the alicorn same command just trying to knock it out okay so flame i'm not seed. sure if fire can knock something somebody out but uh, well okay. maybe it's like a little seed like it actually has like a, a bludgeoning like maybe maybe, maybe does it do bludgeoning damage or does it do fire damage i mean it does fire damage hmm I'm going well, to say Candor can't knock somebody out with okay, fire fine. damage. Then it'll go at Elavio. The angel. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that will be... Jeez. 7 plus 8. 15 to hit. Does not hit. The, the flame kind of gets knocked aside uh, by uh, an empowered arm. Uh, all right. In that case, at the end of your turn, Agnes, uh, the weakened Alicorn uh, will just... Uh, uh, Laviel, I'm sorry. I, this is the last thing I can do. And then her horn glows, and she's going to project that shield once more um, over her rider uh, for a plus two AC. Azara, your turn. Uh, Azara will, like, she holds out her staff, and her whole body seems to be just glowing with, with lightning energy. And mm -hmm. she turns to the alicorn, and she says... I will give you one chance to change allegiances or prepare to die. How fickle a mortal mind is. You know nothing of loyalty then. My life is Elavil's. If you would seek to kill him, then you must kill me too. Our bond is eternal. Azar kind of looks at Agnes like, I tried. And then I'm gonna have her, what is technically the term here? Uh, channel Divinity Destructive Wrath. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm going to move to where it doesn't catch the elk because it's a five feet radius. So probably right here to have it kind of burst, uh, burst this that way. Bolt. It's because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a line. It's a line. How do I get rid of that? It's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to do that. And that's going to be 63 points because I'm casting it at the fifth level. And it's a maximized lightning bolt. They still get their saving throw. Um, Wait. For lightning bolt? Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so let's do it in order. Let's do, I mean, the alicorn's pretty much toast, even if they make the save. Yeah. I'm still going to make it. Uh, so that is going to be Dex. That would have been 15. Um, on the mount. Okay. And then on a Laviel himself, he also gets advantage because this is magic. Uh, that is a 16 against a Laviel. So they both save. So it's still 30 point, 33. Wait, no. What's 63 and a half? Uh, 31. 31 points. Okay. Let me describe what happens here because a few things happen. The lightning bolt 
crackles through the air. You all smell burnt ozone as this blast erupts from Azara as you watch this, you know, beautiful golden alicorn creature. Uh, the bolt strikes and you just watch her kind of arch her back, her wings fly out as the lightning passes through her entire body, almost like trying to shield her master. Um, there is a flash of light and the unicorn vanishes completely. The bolt then strikes Ilaviel, and you can see him like ah, kind of crying out in pain as the lightning passes through him. But then when he sees that his his uh, beloved mount is gone, uh, he just seems to kind of lose it. Uh, his he just kind of shakes with rage, and you watch as the shadows around him seem to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. What have you done? What have you done? She was innocent. She was pure. I will kill you. And the shadows just seem to like almost like a cloak surround him, cackling gleefully, silently. Uh, Azara. She kicked us in the face. You're my ass. Um, he was defending her beloved uh, <laughs> angel master. So uh, da, 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 da. I didn't quicken that shit. That's okay. You did not. I did not quicken that. Um, can I do anything bonus action-y? No. No, I cannot. That is okay. Okay. Uh, those of you who are at, uh, within range, uh, so this is the elk, basically, gets to make a opportunity attack against uh, Elaviel as he flies straight towards Azara. That's opportunity fair. attack! Ooh. just dashes forward like spear spinning in his hands as he rushes towards her shadows pulled along with him 13 13 does not hit uh, the elk tries to gorge uh, the angel but kind of just pushes forward um, and yeah this guy is going to bring two spear attacks uh, to bear against you Azara uh, in, a, in a righteous fury uh, boo, boo, boo. that is going to be a 18 to hit on the first one that hits that's going to be six, 11 piercing damage plus uh, 13 radiant damage so 20 damage total um, as a reaction mm -hmm. I'm going to where is it where is it where is it uh, wrath of the storm okay uh, it has to make a deck saving throw. Uh, but that's still... probably going to be a fail. I think that's like 14. 13. Okay. So uh, it but it's still 2d8. Halved. 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 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 so seven lightning damage. Seven lightning. Uh, that was the first attack, and then the second attack comes in against you. Uh, that is, God, I am rolling like trash, but luckily this guy's got a high to hit. That's going to be, what's that? Uh, blah, 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 17 to hit. Yeah, it hits. So you're going to take another uh, nine, uh, 14 piercing damage, and Jeez. then nine radiant damage. Oh my so God. damage total. Uh, you killed her! You killed her! If he's ah, looking just, at like, anybody, screaming. Kiki would be looking at Azara. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> definitely noted. Uh, Tarkle. Uh, I also am going to make a concentration check. Uh, the spirit shouts, uh, when he was hit by the lightning bolt, dissipated. 
So all the flittering, shadowy angels have vanished from around Elaviel uh, as he lost concentration. Tarkal. Am I stronger than the effects of that awful, awful thing? You are, unfortunately, yeah. I have to be The only way I break that is if I get damaged and I get to make a check. Yes. Or if somebody, you know, casts like Dispel Magic or something unlike you, that could also gotcha. remove it as well. Well, I will go ahead and roll my D8. Um, the only difference is that the Alicorn on the list is now the Fire Spirit, I guess. Yes. If that is yep. also here. So yep. if I happen to roll a seven, which I rolled a four, which is one, two, three, four, which is a Zara. Oh no. Um so <laughs> yep. I just uh I panickingly just looking around at all these shadows and then I just right towards Azara. Mm -hmm. uh, no sneak attack, but no sneak yeah, attack, nope. which is great. That would I rolled be a very one. Bad. I rolled a one. Thank God. So it's just in a panic, like you just throw it in yeah. that direction. It's not clear whether he was aiming for the angel or Azara or the shadows, but throws it in that direction, but just yeah, goes wide. Uh yeah, that's great, because then I'm just gonna once again I think I just want to get as far away from all these shadows as possible. So if this is this is the furthest square that I can go on, right? Uh, yes, yeah, that's the furthest right, you can get. That's where Tarkal is, and he's going to remain. Okay. Uh, Kiki, as uh, as kind of promised, will definitely see Azara, and will kind of flow behind you, and just like, oh, oh, hang on! Uh, and that is going to be a lovely 10 hit points back. Ho, ho. Oh. Level 1 cure wounds. Oh. Uh, second of the day. Um... And then we go up at the top. Uh, oh, actually, at the end of uh, Hollyfant's go, Ilaviel hasn't used all of his legendary actions yet. Uh, and so they will make an attack against Azara and cast a spell. Cool. Yeah, this is, you know, he is infuriated. 21 to hit Azara. Yeah, it does. That's going to be, oof, that's really bad. Now I'm rolling high damage. Uh, 16 piercing damage. Don't don't bother unconscious <laughs> okay so the radiant energy kind of doesn't you know doesn't have any further effect uh he watches this he just strikes azara and she falls to the floor with a beam and then in wild eyes he just turns around looking for his next target and i think he's going to see agnes uh closest uh who is going to be the subject of his spell as a ray of greenish energy flies out that is going to be a 17 that hits Okay, I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please, Agnes. Uh, 17. Uh, okay, you don't take, you are not poisoned, um, but you do take 10 poison damage, uh, but you are not poisoned condition. Uh, so you feel like this kind of green energy hit you and you feel like this choking miasma flow through your lungs, but uh, you are still standing for the time being. But that was his uh, legendary action. Uh, Clive the Wildmane. Uh, okay, so am I still under effects of... Like, no, 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 no. Okay, cool. That was just, that was like a reaction on your turn and then it was done. Sweet. And then how I can check the roll 20. You are 35 feet away from the angel man. Cool. Um, I can still teleport, right? You can. Cool. 30 feet. Well, maybe I don't want to use it. What, 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 no, it's fun. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I don't you get just to watch as like this multicolored aura just kind of whoosh, and then whoosh, Clive jumps out of space. <laughs> Mason like, in hands. Just like breaking through a continuum with <gasps> Morningstar already up coming down on him. Nice. Go for Whoop. it. 
I'm okay, so the first one won't hit. I'm going to attack uh, recklessly, though. Okay, yeah, then <laughs> then make it with advantage, yeah, sure. Oh, will you allow me to attack recklessly? Yeah, of course, yeah. You, cool. you, you rolled the attack. I mean, normally you should say it before you make any attacks, but yeah, it's fine. Well, that's a 16. Uh, 16 is not enough, unfortunately. He manages to bring the spear and kind of parry the first blow, but you do get the second one. Cool. Great. Boop. Okay, that is uh, uh, 19 plus stuff. That will hit, however. Cool. Um, you bring the Morning Star down on this uh, angelic being who is clearly uh, inconsolable with grief and rage. Well, that's unfortunate. Good, good thing I rolled a one. So, uh, you know, five. Five points of damage is still five points of damage. It all adds mm -hmm. up. Uh, you kind of bring the mace down. He managed to avoid some of it, but you still strike uh, down as he does so. Uh, anything else, Clive, on your turn? No. In that case, the layer action, he has to go back to the top one, which is to move these platforms. He is going to uh, lower them, uh, and then he's going to bring one down to here. And then he's going to bring this one to beneath him. So it kind of lowers down to the ground and then slides under uh, everybody's feet, these two platforms. But that is the layer action here. The alicorn is no more. Um, Agnes. Agnes is going to run over behind Azara, who is down, correct? Yes. Yeah. You watched as uh, Laviel kind of dropped her to the ground with a spear strike. Um, then I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Azara at the second level. My God, Agnes is healing. <laughs> I know. My God. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I'm so, honored. <laughs> that's going to be 2d8 plus 4 plus an extra d8 for my enhanced bond with Candor. Oh, with Candor, oh. Yeah. So that will be 13 plus 4, 17 17 uh, hit points healing yeah nice so you you feel your eyes kind of you feel this burning warmth spread over you azara and then you just kind of ah oh, you kind of come to and you see agnes looming down flames kind of coming off of her hands healing you azara kind of proudly tears up a little bit <laughs> like in the middle of this fight she's like agnes healed <laughs> like, like, oh what? my god what it's not like <laughs> So i've healed before she's like <laughs> come on guys um and Candor then will flit over and actually teleport Azara back out of um, melee. Just a little Okay. Um, so he flies over. Yeah. And just put it, you know, puts her like, I don't know, well, behind should, me. In fact, actually, you should be able to control this. I'll let you do this. Uh, Agnes. Right. You should have control of Candor now. So Candor's um, just going to go do 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 and um, poof, poof Azara back like right here behind me. Or like okay. maybe, maybe um, you know, right here. I don't want to push her too far away if she wanted to be close, you know. Okay. Uh, um, well, she doesn't have a choice. It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're teleporting. Uh, yeah, I, I'll leave her there. Okay. And then right. um, with that, with the teleportation, there is fire damage, which okay. will be... Does that affect all creatures or just enemies? Um... Oh my god, I'm trying to get rid of this Each line. creature within five feet of the space that the spirit left must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d6 plus 4. There was no... Where it left was... Uh, oh no, it did. So he It was in melee with Elaviel. Well, if it's within five feet, that's going to hit yeah, Clive Clive's then Yeah, going to get well. it too. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. 1d6 fire damage is... 
Uh, let's see, 1d6 plus 4, that means 5. I rolled a 1. Uh, okay, so no saving throw, everybody, like, Clive and Azara ever. No, deck saving take... throw. Oh, deck saving throw, okay. Uh, yeah, he, uh, the angel, Laviel passed. I got an 18 and a oh, 19. Oh. So it's a deck save? Yeah. Hold on. I get, do, do I see this? Yes. Cool. I you have advantage. Danger, danger sense. Uh-huh. Uh, first one is a 12. Second one is a nat 20. Nice. Nice. Uh-huh. No damage. So candles, flames erupt out, but both manage to kind of pull themselves away from it. Um, anything else, Agnes, on your turn? No, not for that, but it's Elkie's turn. Uh, it is, yes. Okay, yep. At the end of your initiative, that's true. These, um, the the tentacle monsters, they're kind shadows. of... Shadows. Yeah, they're shadows, right? They, I can run they through them. They don't block anything. You can, yeah. yes. Yeah. So they, the elk's going to come intangible. up from behind. <laughs> Just <laughs> from yep. behind. Absolutely. First attack uh, I love is... you seems to sense it coming and does spin to defend himself, but you still make the attack as normal. Just uh, First is a 15 to hit. There. Does not hit. Kind of oh, gets come on. Different knocked die. away. Need a new die. That's exactly the same role. So never mind. So, I mean, this you can see that Alaviel is actually, you know, very clearly trained fighter as well and is, you know, fending off this beast with his spear uh, quite easily um, as it tries to rush up behind him. At the end of your turn, Agnes, if you are done, he's going to take his last legendary action before his turn. Yes, uh, I am done okay. with my triple turn. With Clive attacking recklessly, he's going to make uh, an attack against Clive uh, with advantage. Yeah. Elk get an attack of opportunity if he turned to face me in melee? And uh, no, he he's just turning. He's not actually like moving out of the space. He was just turning oh. to face. Well, there's no flanking, so he's just... Oh, okay. is, it's like a flavorful thing of him sort of like gotcha. fight, fighting off around him. Uh, that is going to be a 27 to hit you, Clive. Yikes. Yeah. Snake eyes for damage. So seven piercing, half to three because you're raging. And then uh, 3d6 radiance. That's six. Uh, 11 radiant damage, so 14 damage total. All right. And a lot then, of hurt, still up. Yep, yeah, and then he still gets up. to cast a spell, and he will cast it on... Uh, oh, that's an interesting idea. Agnes is very wise. Uh, Azara, <laughs> wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Oh, do that. You might be good at these as well. Yeah, I am. It's a dirty 20. <laughs> Thirty twenty. Okay, so he raises his hand up. He strikes uh, Clive, who's left himself open. He looks at you, Azara, and then he says, "Silence!" Uh, and you feel yourself like resisting this mental command uh, to stay silent uh, and uh, and then kind of, ah, shrug it off, knowing um, that he tried to command me to say silent. Azara will go, "Fuck you!" Ooh, you as go. a free action. <laughs> and it is now your turn. Oh, isn't that poetic? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Azara is now. Ooh, I can do this now. Azara is gonna turn into a freaking dragon magical girl real quick. Um, okay. And reminding myself what that means, my save spell DC is increased. I gain a flying speed. Um, and I hope that I can get a crit on this. I probably won't, but I'm going to cast a witch bolt at the fourth level. I'm gonna quicken the spell. Okay. Real quick. Uh, are you using your dragon staff transformation? Because that's a bonus action, I believe. Oh, is it? Yes. Then I'm not actually going to do that. Okay. Um, as a bonus action, I'm going to drink a potion of greater healing. Okay. 
So 44 plus 4. Yeah. Wait. Is it metagaming? Quickening, spell, where quickening he is? spell is also a bonus action. So right. you want to do a lot of bonus actions. Right, I know. Is it is it can I ask Clive where he is at healing wise? Is that do it? Can I see how much blood yeah, he has yeah. on his face? I don't mind you guys like sharing that info. Like I, I I'm not one of those DMs who's like, no, you can't tell each other how many hit points you have. Nate, what's your lame. hit point at? Um uh, I'm, I'm feeling on a scale of one to ninety-six, I'm at like a thirty-three. Oh, you're fine. I'm having the potion of greater healing then. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, what was what was that again? That's forty-four uh, plus four. Forty-four plus four. Okay, that's two, two, four, two, ten, fourteen, fourteen. Fourteen hit points. Okay. Four. Okay. So that's, that's bonus my bonus action. action. So Azara essentially says, fuck you, downs a potion, mm -hmm. and then casts Witch's Bolt at the fourth level at Elavio. Okay. Which is a roll to hit, because I'm super sick of him it saving is. shit. Which is a 16 plus 7. That will hit. Cool. So doesn't manage to uh, kind of avoid it, doesn't manage to dodge the blow. Which is 4d12. One, two, three, pick the shiny one. That is seven, 14, 15, 17 points, 17, 20 points because of my lightning affinity. Okay, this great, another blast of energy kind of connects with him, strikes him right in the chest. And you can see kind of resists it as this beam is connected between the two of you. Um, but he... Yeah, is still standing. Uh, Does he look bloodied? He looks heavily injured at this okay. point. You can see him like clutching his chest, like his wings have been burnt by all the fire from Agnes and Candor and the elk. You can see he's got these great dents and rents in his armor from Clive strikes, and then the whole front of his like body is blasted by lightning from you. Um, but as you, you know, anything else on your turn? Otherwise, uh, we're going to go to him, and then it's going to be Tarkle, and nah. I think we're going to be wrapping up at the end of this round. Go for it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> he will stride forwards uh, to basically get to uh, Azara, who is called. Well, that's so a lot of pain. attacks of opportunity. It is, yeah. Uh, he's going to provoke from Clive and the Elk. Yeah. The Elk rolls a 27. That nice. hits. I rolled a 21. 21. That hits as well. You both hit. Yeah. <laughs> So you can see him, he just, he doesn't even pay attention to them. He just leaves himself open as he's like staggering forward uh, towards Azara. 15 piercing from the elk. 15 10, piercing from the elk. And 10 for me. Okay, 10 from Clive. So Azara, as he's just about, he like raises his spear up and you can see him about to bring that thing down on you again. But this time, like the elk shut, like stabs him right in the back, and the the antlers kind of get wedged under his armor, and he staggers forward. And then Clive, you just bring the mace down, and you wrench it down onto his back, uh, and you hear something kind of like he kind of staggers to a knee, collapses down to one, and you just see him kind of like in these deep ragged breaths. <sighs> this place, <sighs> freedom. <sighs> Galera, forgive me. And as he does, you see that light as all the other celestials you fought, he begins to kind of em emerge into an absolute blaze of light, but this light glows brighter and more powerful than you've seen before. I need Clive, Agnes, Azara, 
uh, Kiki, uh, all to make da, 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 radiant uh, constitution saving throw, please. Heck yeah. 17. 17. Clive. My third nat 20 of the night. Nice. Boy. Crack, nice, 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 nice. Agnes. 15. 15. So in this last desperate thing, just as he begins to kind of, you see his form, almost you don't think that this is intentional, but as his body returns to whatever plane it's from, that is going to be 14. Uh, 23 points of radiant damage to everybody but Clive uh, as he 20, just explodes. 23 radiant damage. Oh, I'm so glad I took that potion. Explodes <laughs> into radiant energy. Um, two things as he does. Tarkle, that paranoia, that sensation evaporates. As soon as this okay. creature disappears, your vision seems to return to normal. You begin to see your allies and companions. Uh, the rest of you see that hovering in place where Elavil was is a gemstone about the kind of size of a, you know, uh, maybe like a small fist um, that is just glowing bright, almost like the sun on a blazing summer's day. This gemstone just seems to hover in the air where he was previously. Azara kind of spits out blood now that she's back down to eight hit points. Yeah, your um, skin's all like scorched and burnt in places. Yeah, and she'll cast Mage Hand and have the mage hand just gently close around, like with the, the tips of its claws. Yeah, the dragon claws just kind of yeah. hold it. Uh, just and hold that, it. my friends, is where we're going to end today's episode. Fun! Hell yeah! Hey. Very well done. That's, that was an uh, epic fight. Good, mm -hmm. nice final fight. blow, Clive. Hell yeah. I mean, he, was, he cool. was just like, you killed my horse. I kill you. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm coming. I coming for you, sorcerer. the horse a chance. Did I not? <laughs> I said, be our yeah, friend. Funny thing about lawful die. good alicorns, they don't tend to switch sides. Yeah. <laughs> and that's its own fault. I said friendship or death, and it chose death. So chose death. It did. <laughs> uh, with that, uh, Tarkal, I'm sorry that you were basically like, right, kill your friends for this fight, please. Hey, man, I was just one with chat tonight, you know, just kind of enjoying the show. It was a good time. <laughs> hey, it narratively fit, though. Yeah, I did love how it narratively fit. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, let's do some real quick shout outs, and then that's going to be it for today's episode of Night's Evening Star. But we Got do, you. you do now have the moat. Uh, we can get that dark light fixed, but you got another big fight ahead of you because, uh, Ooh, there's a there's a shadow dragon in there that needs killing too. So oh. maybe we level up. No, you'll level up when you complete the the full quest. That's when you'll. Maybe level up. we Wong West. Maybe we Wong, Wong West. <laughs> sure, you want to take another long rest here in the Shadowfell? No, no, hell God. yeah. God, I was like, I'm dead anyway. I can sleep all I want. Yeah. Well, as he's so excited about death, let's start with Nate Sharp on oh. shoutouts. <laughs> Hello. Um, that was fun. Uh, so I, uh, same thing as usual. I've got a tour coming up August, September. Go to NateWantsToBattle.com slash tour, you know, COVID permitting. And that's that's all I really got going on. And cool. I'm You have gonna... some cool merch, too, that people... Oh, yeah. I don't know if You that still shirts... have this shirt? I, I don't like know. I, I, I should pay attention. I should <laughs> But I'm gonna throw it over... I'm gonna I'm gonna make an illegal move and throw it over to Mark. Whoa. Oh, illegal move. Uh, 
hey, you can check out, I do more D&D stuff if you enjoy me DMing. Come and check out my show, High Rollers D&D. High Rollers D&D on Twitch, on Twitter. Uh, search for it on podcasts, all of that good stuff. We are playing our Epic Level campaign on Sundays at 5 p.m. UK time. That's 9 a.m. Pacific. So what a better way to start your Sunday. Grab a coffee, watch a bunch of British people play Dungeons & Dragons live on Twitch. How about that, eh? Um, you can also just follow me on Twitter, and I generally post about what I'm doing. Uh, working on some things in the background. Got some, got some plans for new streams and new stuff that I'm going to be doing soon, so keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm going to throw it to... Do, 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 do. Let's just get all the boys out of the way. Shady, take it away. Hi, guys. My name is Shady Penguin. Uh, I have been streaming a lot of video-based games that will remain unnamed uh, over on twitch.tv slash Shady Penguin. So you can come over there and watch me. I stream from like 1 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So it's been fun. Uh, we have a lot of a lot of cool antics going on right now with people learning how to control my OBS and random clips and sound bites. And it's, it's been fun uh memeing with everyone but that's that's pretty much all i'm doing right now and i'm gonna tag mika hi i'm mika burton you can see what i'm doing at mika burton but the most fun thing that i'm doing right now is i'm horseback riding a lot uh i just bought my own saddle so we we in it now boys uh check out my horseback riding adventures at mika strides on instagram and i'm going to tag the beautifully haired anna oh thanks oh. uh you can find me at anna prosser you can find my dog at happy Nisky. you can find cool clothes at canter brand uh keep an eye there you can also watch extra brains on fridays where we discuss um things that you need extra brain power on and we are working on an episode on media literacy which i'm really excited about so if you want to submit any topics for discussion you can do so or we will just see you there nice. my last i'm last right You're last. You are. that's Sweet. it then i uh, throw it to you be kind <laughs> and <chat>. be yourself <laughs> Be kind, love yourselves, love each other. Um, that's it. That's it from us. We'll see you next week for more Nights of Evening Star. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Reen, you're not going to bark? No? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>